Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello, welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You, or maybe hello for the first time. Uh, so I want to welcome you here to my studio in my home on wheels, my RV. So, well, uh, we took off last week. Uh, I know some people were concerned, uh, but there was bad storms here last week, and uh, I wasn't quite sure how the internet would work. And then right before I went on, so I'm recording right now as well, and right before I went on, uh, my internet started dropping out. So if we have some lagging issues tonight, uh, we'll understand why, uh, because for some reason it's just not wanting to cooperate uh, with what we got going on. So, but that's okay. We'll we'll do the best we can. Uh, we'll be in Acts chapter five tonight. If you follow on Facebook, uh, of course, I didn't mention this on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you're hearing this probably for the first time. But um, our middle dog, Zoe, we had to put her down today, and um, you know it's. It was very sudden <laughs> how how fast she went down and um, um, as far as uh, getting sick and then uh, she had internal issues going on and um, it was uh, it was just the only thing uh, proper to do would be to help her go to sleep and we did that today so uh, but anyways just a, just an animal but always you know we had her for. 11 years so you know you get you do get attached uh to you know god's creation and uh, especially one you take care of and and uh, love on for so many years but uh that's okay all right so let's go let's get right into it acts chapter five not a lot to cover tonight as far as i don't know the deep theological things you know this is but it's always nice to, you know, read through these passages of scriptures. There's a few things we're going to point out. That's a quite a fairly lengthy um, uh, passage here in Acts chapter 5. So we'll do the best we can. We'll get through it, and um, we'll see what the what uh, is in store with us for tonight with God's Word. Okay, so don't forget, ltmbiy at yahoo.com. You can always reach me. Uh, on my email address at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Once again, that's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. You can reach out to me anytime you want there on my email. Also, if you're not watching on YouTube or um, you exclusively watch on Facebook, I'd like to know that in the comments. Um, so I do pay for a streaming service. Well, it's a restreamer service. Um, I don't want to bore you with the details. But it allows me to uh, simulcast both on YouTube and Facebook at the same time. It doesn't cost that much money uh, a month to do that. I've been I was grandfathered in um, to a, a system uh, that for a fairly uh, fairly reduced price than what it is compared to now. Um, but if if a lot of people 
if uh, a lot of people are just kind of watching just exclusively on YouTube or they're on Facebook, maybe I can just kind of maybe modify things a little bit, maybe do a little bit more content on one or the other or something like that. Um, so just trying to get the message out, but, uh, please like, share, subscribe, uh, tell all your friends and family. And I'm seeing the, uh, the condolences coming in here. I do appreciate it. Hey, uh, brother Jason, uh, sorry to hear about your dog. We know how that feels. Yeah. A lot of people do. It's, uh, it's, it's rough. And she was a cute little dog. Brother Ken says she was, she was an ornery. She was very ornery though. She definitely had her moments. Um, well. I think my battery just died in my in my mouse. Miss Cherie is over there on Facebook. Good to see you there, Miss Cherie. That's not good. I'm sitting here trying to use my mouse. It says everything's good to go. I have plenty of battery. I'll try turning it off and on like most. You know, you call up those tech companies and you say hey i'm having issues with my piece of tech and they say have you tried turning it on and off well see that worked <laughs> turning it on and off worked this time folks all right so let's get right into it acts chapter five um now first and foremost this is a fascinating account of uh these two individuals a man named ananias and his wife sapphira and uh boy i remember hearing this story Growing up in Sunday school, it was, you know, an account, and it was like, ooh, you know, it puts you in so much fear. <laughs> uh, you know, you, if you're not given what you're supposed to be given, you know, this could be the consequences and all these other kinds of, you well, know, nonsense, really. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit tonight about why um, this event happened. Uh, it's, I don't think a lot of people want to use this for many other different purposes but you have to remember the context of what's going on and whose ministry this is under uh, of course the apostles and uh, specifically peter and we're going to see some things about peter tonight that are fairly uh, amazing uh, but the things that are going on has nothing to do with today's dispensation it has nothing to do with you know um giving because paul literally says you don't give out of you know out of uh, constraint you're not doing things. God loves a cheerful giver, and, and you're giving it to the to necessity of things, but there's no forced, mandated, certain percentage, and all these other kinds of things. We've talked about that many, many times in here. But in this case, there seems to be something going on of deeper meaning than just, oh, I didn't give the money I was supposed to give. Okay? Let's, let's look in the very first verse here in chapter 5 of Acts, when the Bible says, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. Now, in this case, remember, they uh, in the previous chapter, they talked about uh, selling possessions, uh, talked about selling land, uh, houses, and everything like that. And all that, would they would come and they would bring the, the, the sold price, you know, the, the money that they would get from that, and they would distribute it out amongst themselves, and they would have no needs there because all of this money that was going around... So nobody lacked of anything. So they sold a certain possession, and it doesn't really say exactly until verse 3 what it is, and it's a piece of land. Now, whether or not it was a farmland or a house, you know, it doesn't really go into that much detail, but it's a piece of land. They sold a possession. They, it was theirs rightfully, and they sold it. But verse number 2 says, And kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. And 
you know, in any regular instance, you know, why does this matter? You know, it, okay, I, I was, uh, I need this money uh, for myself, and um, I'm going to give the rest of this. It's a great big deal amount. I mean, I'm sure that there was a lot of money for that sole possession there, and they brought it, and they brought it at the apostles' feet. So let's look and see kind of what the reaction is here of, of the apostles, it's exclusively Peter here because he is the, the leader of the twelve. And, but Peter said, verse number three, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? So it must have meant that they said, oh, yeah, this is all of it. Every little bit of it. Uh, we're bringing this, you know, that, that pious kind of, hey, look at me. I'm bringing all these things unto the, the, the church here in Jerusalem. And, I, you know, this I'm taking care of so many people with this. But they're lied. And he says in here, um, whilst it remained, was it not thine own? Peter's asking the very good question. It was yours. And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? I mean, you didn't have to do, um, you don't have to give everything. It was your decision to make. But you lied and said it was all, but it wasn't. And it goes on here, it says, Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost, and great fear came on all them that heard these things. Uh, yes, that would be uh, a great fearful thing I would, I would see there <laughs> if you saw somebody just drop over dead or heard about it even. Uh, so let's, let's turn over real quick. I want to... Um, while you're with me here, uh, in the beginning, so don't fall asleep. We're going to turn to a few passages of Scripture here. Turn over to Matthew chapter 13. Why in the world were would they? It was it the it was it the act of selling everything they had, or saying that they sold everything they had. What? Why in the world would this be something that they were all doing? And I go to Matthew chapter 13. We're also going to turn to the book of Luke, but in that. The kingdom of heaven is described as a certain thing. So Matthew chapter 13, let's start in verse number 44. The Bible says here, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. This is Jesus again telling parables. The which when a man hath found, he hideth and for joy thereof giveth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field. So the kingdom of heaven is likened unto that. It doesn't mean you have to do that. But it's, it's a heart matter, again. It's, you know, God looks upon the heart. And in this case, it means that you found something so worthwhile that you're willing to do, um, give all you have for that out of the, your abundance of your heart. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to sell a great possession and give all that money. That's not the point of this. The point is, though, is that it's the willingness behind it. And then the fact that, of course, Ananias lied, but, you know, Let's keep reading. Verse number uh, 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. You know, the pearl of great price here. Verse 46. Who, when he fa had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. And again, time after time after time, Jesus is giving them the example. He even tells the rich young ruler that comes up to him and says, Lord, I've, I've kept all these uh you know, laws of Moses since my birth, you know, I haven't, I shall not steal, you know, I didn't steal and all these other kinds of things. I kept those since I was a lad. 
And Jesus said, okay, well, sell all that you have and take up your cross, follow me. You know, And the rich young ruler went away very sad, very uh, despondent, because that's what was in his heart. The things of this world, you know, the, the verses there where it says you cannot serve God and mammon. You, you can't sit there and say that I love God with all my heart, all my soul and all my mind. But yet I love this present world. That's not the attitude that was needed. That wasn't the heart that was desired. That wasn't the, the true heart that Christ was looking for. Look over Luke chapter 12. Again, the, the, the act, the, the work of selling all that you have and giving unto the church and all these other, and having all this thing in common is, is not the point. The point is, is that they were expecting the kingdom to come, the kingdom of heaven. He would come at any moment. And that they were willing to sell everything that they had to have everything in, in, in common with each other, awaiting his second return. They really thought that he would come back. And he would have if Israel would have repented and so forth and so on. But look over at Luke chapter 12 and verse number, well, let's start in 31. I'm not going to read the entire thing here, but I would read down to verse, oh, we may go all the way, but like I, I read all the way down and, and, and used this passage as, a, uh, as an example too in verse number, all the way down to verse 48. But let's start in verse 31. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, the song that you learn when you're very young. Verse 32, fear not, little flock. Again, remember, he came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, the little flock, the, the believing remnant that would believe him. And it was a very small amount of people in during his earthly ministry. For it is for you, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that ye have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approaches, neither moth corrupted, where moth doesn't corrupt, where thieves don't break through and steal. This is the point. Lay up treasures in heaven. The more that you do that, the more that you're willing to do those types of things, for where your treasure is, verse 34, there will your, there's the crux of the matter. Here it is. Heart be also. Let your loins be girded uh, about and your lights burning. And ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord. See, they're waiting for his return. When he will return from the wedding, then when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. You know, behold, I stand at the door and knock. All these things are kingdom related things. They're not. You know, Jesus standing at the heart of, uh, of a sinner, you know, and you see these uh, famous, you know, paintings of I stand at the door and knock. Okay, I can sort of understand what you're saying to a certain degree. You know, we do know that the, the spirit works in a man that's lost, uh, drawing, so to speak, drawing men unto him. But the point is, is that this is kingdom related messaging here. Uh, verse 37, blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. See, blessed are they. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants. You know, the watchful virgins, the all these different parables. Everything is related to these kingdom mysteries and and the fact that this is what he's speaking in parables to them as christ is speaking to his disciples 
We see this down here in verse number 41. I'm going to skip ahead here. Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speaketh thou this parable unto us or even to all? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. This is getting into now into millennial kingdom rewards. Some over a thousand, some over a hundred, some over tens. You know, how faithful are you? How 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 much are you willing to give up for the kingdom? Are you willing to give up all? See, again, it's the heart of the matter. And this is the point. Ananias and Sapphira, getting back over here. Now, you can read more and more. Go back into the Gospels because, again, this is still kingdom, the kingdom gospel being preached in, during this time. Paul is not on the scene. The revelation of the mystery is not given yet. This is literally the still the, the, the ministry that's being continued on that Jesus tells his disciples to do. Remain at Jerusalem, and I will empower you with the Holy Ghost. This is our, That already happened. Now it's like you shall be witnesses of me in Jerusalem. There's already starting to do that in Judea and Samaria, so forth, and, and the other most parts of the earth. All these things are happening now for them. They're watching and waiting. They're expecting his return. They're selling all that they have in preparation of that because that's what their Lord told them to do. They're continuing in the doctrine, it says in uh, Acts chapter 2, in which the disciples gave them. They're continuing in that. Now, others saw this maybe Ananias and Sapphira, and said, hey, we want to get in with this. I mean, this seems like this is the happening group. Now, I'm just speculating at this point. But their heart wasn't in the right place. They weren't of a true believing heart, I don't believe. I think that they were more attached to this world. They hadn't forsaken all. They hadn't taken up their cross to follow him. And that's why they were privy to this money. They're like, hmm, you know, we'll just say we gave it all so we can be part of the cool crowd, you know. Hmm. Well, great fear came upon all. Verse 6, and the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. It's very unceremoniously, but, you know, they just took him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. You know. There's no cell phones. You know, she, she wasn't worried about him or whatever. It just wasn't this. She just comes waltzing in. I'm like, hello. And Peter answered unto her, tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, yea, for so much. Bald face lie, right? Then Peter said unto her, how is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? That's fascinating. Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. Now, I ask yourself this question in today, you know, for today's church. Are we following after this, this same example? The answer is no. We know, you know, of course, you know, there's churches that want to go to this portion, you know, they want to, you know, hey, this is what we're all about, too. We're selling everything we have, have everything in common, so forth and so on, because they see themselves in this dispensation. They see themselves as kingdom, that this is us now. You know, we've replaced Israel or we've joined in with Israel, part of this kingdom here. And it's just not the case. But great fear came upon all the church 
Well, see right there, the church. You know, the church is already established. Again, I, I just mentioned this recently, but a church just means a called-out assembly. A called-out assembly, they were. They were sitting out there in a great, a great big encampment, apparently outside of Jerusalem. Verse number 12, And by the hands of the apostles were many sophists, not known all these times, but revealed to me my doctrine, my gospel, my message to you that this dispensation of grace given to me to give to you word is that the fact that we are the body of Christ. And what's fascinating about that difference is, and once you start seeing those differences, you can see the clear separation of the two messages. You know, Paul says, I magnify my office as the apostle to the Gentiles. Magnified in what way? Well, he, he says, you know, in another place, you know, uh, excuse me in my folly, essentially, like, hey, I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy because, you know, I've, I'm the one that's responsible for bringing this to you. And you guys are going back under this other nonsense in not so many words. But again, the blood upon us saying to them to say, hey, you're trying to you're trying to make us the ones responsible. Hey, Rome killed him. Yes, because you said crucify him. Rome wanted to give him back. And by the way, that's not an anti-Semitic thing. This is a prophetic thing. He was despised and rejected of men. He came into his own and his own received him not. The, all the, the, the prophecy that was fulfilled by them rejecting their Messiah was there. They had free will. They could could have definitely accepted him. But God, in his infinite knowledge, he knew that they would not. Not that he forced them to, but he knew that they would not. The fact is, in Daniel chapter 9, it says that the Messiah would be cut off. Not for his sins, though, but for the sins of others. So, yes, they do preach Christ as a condemnation to Israel. They still have to come through Christ, though, and his shed blood for the remission of their sins as well. Anyways, verse 29, then Peter said, or excuse me, then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. That's a good, that's a good instruction in righteousness right there. We would rather to obey God rather than men. Then the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, using very specific language here, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. That's needed. Remember, look where it's saying here, give repentance to who? Israel and the forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Be witnesses of me. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. You know what? You know, you think to yourself, you're like, wow, I mean, I mean, he laid it out there pretty simple for him. Here it is. They, they're seeing many mighty works that are done in his name. They, they try to threaten them. And it seemed like the, all the leaders were like, uh, nah. Let's, hey, let's figure out a way to get these guys. Uh, let's figure out a way to get those guys outside the city and let's stone them to death. Like they do with Stephen later. Hmm. Verse 33, when they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. What a sad verse. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee. Now see this Pharisee here. This is a very famous uh, teacher by the name of Gamaliel. 
a doctor of the law, had a reputation among all the people, and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. This is interesting. Later on in Paul's one of Paul's epistles, he talks about how he was trained by Gamaliel uh, in the Sanhedrin. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisee, you know, Paul, stock of Benjamin, Jew of Jews, <laughs> you know, when he's defending himself, he like he understands all those things. And at the same time, he also talks about all those different things as he counts as dung. But uh, anyways, but he he was this famous doctor and by the doctor of the law means, you know, like what we consider like a mat have like a master's, a doctorate in, in um, you know, the uh, as a lawyer, as understanding the, the book of Moses, the, the five books of Moses, he the law, he understood it all. He studied it his entire life. He taught it. Um, one of the smart dudes, so to speak, of, of, of the Ivy League school of, of the day, you know. But he tells them, he says, look, just put them forth a little space. And he said unto them, ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what ye intend to do as touching these men. For before these days rose up Thudius, boasting himself to be somebody. So remember, there was a lot of messiahs, quote unquote, popping up all over the place. This Thudius, it's an interesting name, uh, apparently was one of them. To whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves who was slain. Now, 400 doesn't seem like a whole lot. There was thousands outside the gate, you know, of the city there. But he's telling them. He's like, look, there's 400 joined themselves and who was slain. And all, as many as obeyed him, were scattered and brought to naught. It, it just didn't come to anything. After this, man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing. That usually gets people riled up, you know, taxing. And drew away much people after him. He also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. Leader gets killed, they're gone. Hey, we killed Jesus, the leader's gone. These guys, look, it's gonna, they're going to disperse. However, and now I say unto you, verse 38, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, this is, for, this is very uh, logical, it will come to naught. It means it's, it's going to end in the same way as this Thudius guy and Judas and all these other characters that are around there. It's going to end the same way. So, hey, let's refrain. Let's put them away here. Uh, if it's of men, it's just going to come to naught anyways. But, verse 39, if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest happily ye be found even to fight against God. Ooh. How right he was. And to him... They agreed. And when they had called the apostles, this is always fascinating, right? He's, he just got done saying, leave them alone. Hey, let's just, you know, it'll come to naught. It's like, eh, okay, yeah, let's call them back in here. And they still rough them up. Look at this. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. I, I just, I see these scenes playing out, you know. You, know, you don't need script writers, you know. And, and it, this, is, this is truth. This is what actually happened. These things, these accounts of what actually happened, is, it's fascinating enough. And so they agreed with him. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded them they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And so they went away with their tails tucked between their legs. And, oh, you know, guess we better not do this anymore. And they departed from the presence of the council, verse 41, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple, daily in the temple, and in every house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. And that's Acts chapter 5. It's, it's, it's a fascinating account. I love reading through it. But just understand the context. 
Always understand context is king always. And to understand that, you know, I, I joked around with my wife just a little bit. And I said I contemplated for a little bit describing the, this, uh, this lesson. I was going to say, Acts chapter 5, you better pay your, your tithe or else, you know. That's, and I said, that's silly, you know. But think about it. It's not of, about the portion of giving. It's not even about all that. It, of course, there's the kingdom. They, that's what they were waiting on. That's why they were selling everything they had. They were waiting upon him to return. Um, but it's not about giving a certain amount of money. As he said, it's in their heart. The heart is the, is the, the thing. And at the root of everything, we know that the heart, as the Bible says, is desperately wicked. Who can know it? And at the end of the day, your heart needs a transplant, so to speak. And today in this dispensation, of course, we're not selling everything we have. We're not trying to, you know, looking forward to his second coming as far as, uh, you know, setting up his kingdom and so forth and so on. But it's still at the same time. Understand that because of your sins, which Christ died for, was buried and rose again the third day, according to scriptures, for your sins, that Christ died. He was buried and rose again. And if that doesn't cut you to your heart, and there's never been a time where you put your faith and believe that, that God manifest in the flesh came, humbled himself, took on the form of a servant, and died even to the death of the cross and shed his blood for the remission of sins in which there is no works that can get you there. There is no works of righteousness which we have done that's good enough. For by grace are you saved. Are we saved through faith and not of yourself? It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. By the way, these people couldn't boast either of their works getting them born again. Or in our case, in our dispensation, that our works would get us somehow to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. No, it's his righteousness imputed to you by your belief in what he did. And what separated you from him is your sins. So this whole idea of repenting and all these other kind of, what does that mean? It needs you need to change your mind of what your sins actually were. It's not just I've done bad things, but it separated you. You've separated you from who you once should have been. By one man's sin entered into the world, and by sin, death. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For the wages of those sins, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And that gift of God, as it says in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, is by grace through faith. All right, I hope I made that very, very, very simple because it is. It's the simplicity of the gospel for today, the gospel of our salvation. Um, yes, and getting back to getting over here to YouTube, Brother Ken uh, brought up a very good verse, Romans 4, 5. But to him that uh, worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Exactly. Who was delivered for our offense and was raised again for our justification. Absolutely. The death, burial, and resurrection of not a carpenter 2,000 years ago, but God manifest in the flesh. Very 
and by with childlike faith even you know that the term is used believe that do you believe that jesus is god yes okay do you believe that he came humbled himself and took on the form of a servant not to get you into a kingdom but for to bring you in under his righteousness to make you a new creature in his body all right, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Yeah, we just talked about that. All right. Well, I appreciate the condolences uh, for the, I know it is simple. It's a loss of a, of a dog. You know, it's just a dog. And I've been trying to tell myself that all day long. There is times where I'm just like, you know, I do get a little sad. I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, you know, ask my wife. I'm a, behind this rough exterior is a very, very soft, squishy teddy bear. All right, so. I, I was very attached to Zoe, and uh, even though she frustrated me to no end a lot of times, and um, so it's very sad to see her go. You know, but she doesn't have a soul. Um, you know, the kids were talking about is Jesus going to take care of her? I didn't say she was going to go into heaven, but I said yes, Jesus will will take care of her. You know, in their sweet young, you know, they want to know that Jesus take care of her, and you know, he takes care of his creation. Just not, uh, she doesn't have an internal soul, you know. But um, anyways, they're too young to really get into any of that stuff. So I just said, yes, Jesus is taking care of her. So very sad, but at the same time, our hope is in something much greater. So, but uh, at the end of the day, we, they, are, they are our pets. We've been given dominion. And uh, it is sad, but uh, all right. I appreciate that, Miss Cherie. All right, if there's no more comments, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. Acts chapter 6. Now, next week, again, Lord willing, if, you know, if there's not some um, storms going on or something else that comes up because I, I there is a lot of stuff happening at work, we'll get into uh, Acts chapter 6 and uh, talk about... Uh, just a, a few little things, laying on hands and the different things like that, that uh, he's like, hmm, what is this all about? So, again, if, if you take this for our dispensation, like our, our time period and try to make it about us or and all that kind of stuff, there, it will add confusion. So we'll, we'll make sure we, we speak and rightly divide according to the scriptures here. All right, uh, Sister Diane, thank you, Brother Michael. So sorry about Zoe. It's a very hard thing to have to do. I know. I wish. Oh, I really do wish and pray that our sixteen. Excuse me, our sixteen-year-old dog, which I thought would go first, but she did not. <laughs> She's still kicking. Uh, that uh, she'll go peacefully in her sleep because um, I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to put down another dog. It was very difficult. More difficult than I really thought it was going to be. I have to be honest with you. But anyways, all right. Hey, I love you in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for all the. Uh, for everybody joining, we had a, quite a few people, according to the numbers on YouTube and uh, Facebook tonight, watching live. I do appreciate that. Please go tell all your friends. Share this uh, as many places as you can. If you're on Facebook, share it across your page, um, this this video and this channel. I would appreciate that. And if you're on YouTube, please, by word of mouth, talk about that. Uh, talk about the YouTube channel. It's just mine being you. And here in a little bit, the podcast will be available in case you missed it. Tonight, you can always go back and listen to any of the um, of the broadcast on any of the 
podcast platforms under Let This Mind Be In You podcast. And then you can always go back and watch the videos anytime you want to on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You and also Facebook, Let This Mind Be In You. Thank you for joining me. God bless you. Love you in the Lord. Have a great night. And I'll see you again next week, Lord willing.